I just got off a call with someone saying, you know, people are looking for a sense of normalcy. They want to be able, people get that you can't go back to the way it was. And they say there is a new normal or there may be no new normal, but people still want to have things the way it was. They want to go to football games. They want things to, and they recognize that something has changed, but they can't, they still want something to return to. My nephew, is it going to be a senior well, who knows what will happen with school, but he'll be a senior, and he wants, to have a, he wants to have a senior year. My niece got accepted into Brooklyn Tech. If you know in New York of the public schools, there's Brooklyn Tech, Bronx Science, and Stuyvesant, which are really hard to get into, and she got into it, and she said, I really want to go to that. And you think of baseball and football and all these sports where people just want to go to the way it was or at least have something like that. Elsewhere in my life, I appear on a lot of podcasts. A common question podcasters ask is, What's your favorite book or what's a book you recommend? Probably the most common one that I mentioned is Viktor Frankl's Man's Search for Meaning. Commonly, people come back and say, that's our most common answer. A lot of people say, I love that book. Whether it's on podcast or not, this is one of the most read books of all time. It's constantly mentioned or reviewed as one of the top books of the 20th century, really of all time. People know this book. Viktor Frankl did not write this book for his edification or to be very poetic I believe he wrote it to help people, to help people in difficult situations. Few situations are as difficult as being captured by Nazis and being put in Auschwitz, not knowing if your family is alive or dead, being forced to march, being forced to work, not fed enough. You've read about Auschwitz. I'm going to read to you a quote that he wrote about his situation there. He wrote for everyone future. I believe a huge number of people have read this quote and know this quote and are not applying it to the current situation. Most people think about it. I don't know where most people think to apply it, but I'm going to read this quote, and I propose thinking about it in the context of a world in which a pandemic, a virus, is spreading throughout the world. People don't really know who has it and who doesn't, and we're locked down, and we can't do what we used to do, and we want to do what we used to do, but we can't change that the virus is out there. We can't change the virus. We can respond to it, but it's out there. Now, here's the quote. We must never forget that we may also find meaning in life, even when confronted with a hopeless situation, when facing a fate that cannot be changed. For what then matters is to bear witness to the uniquely human potential at its best, which is to transform a personal tragedy into triumph, to turn one's predicament into a human achievement. When we are no longer able to change a situation, just think of an incurable disease such as inoperable cancer, or I may add, a virus, a pandemic. We are challenged to change ourselves. I'm going to read this again. We must never forget that we may also find meaning in life, even when confronted with a hopeless situation, when facing a fate that cannot be changed. For what then matters is to bear witness to the uniquely human potential at its best, which is to transform a personal tragedy into triumph, to turn one's predicament into a human achievement. When we are no longer able to change a situation, just think of an incurable disease such as inoperable cancer. We are challenged to change ourselves. And this is why I view we have the potential for triumph. Yes, it is tragedy. No, I am not privileged any more than anyone who is also not themselves in Auschwitz under the Nazis. We all have this uniquely human potential to turn tragedy into triumph. We can change ourselves. We cannot change the situation. There are certain things about the situation that we cannot change. Then we can accept that. 
and we can challenge ourselves to change ourselves. Is this pandemic, I'm asking this, is this pandemic for you personally worse than being captured by the Nazis, being shipped to Auschwitz, being deprived of heat, food, forced on marshes, forced to work, ultimately later finding that your family has been killed? Because his life, he wrote about bliss and love in that situation. Can we change ourselves? He says that we can. As far as I can tell, he was no more or less human than anybody else. No more or less human than me. No more or less human than anybody else. And if he could make his situation into bliss and love, what can we do? The friend that I was talking to, he was talking about going to a restaurant with friends, a pizza shop. Normally, I guess they would give out pizza on plates that they might wash, but they were giving them out in boxes, and they are giving out cups, giving out drinks in plastic cups. People were lamenting, oh, there's so much plastic being produced, and they were frustrated that they couldn't live the way that they used to. My friend has a reusable cup that he brings with him in places, but he was like, do I use this cup for, I guess they served alcohol there, because he was like, do I get a Bloody Mary in this cup? And he's like, people want a sense of normalcy. Maybe you want to say that I'm privileged for thinking that drinking a Bloody Mary out of a reusable cup doesn't seem like that difficult to challenge to solve. If you want to return to the way things were and anything else is disappointing or impossible or frustrating, I guess you got to deal with that. Well, you can deal with that. You can do what Viktor Frankl did, which is to change yourself. He did it. We can all do it. Probably everybody listening to me has read this book or knows about this book. This is, he prescribes exactly what to do. It's right there in black and white. Everyone can do it. This is a situation that is a uniquely human potential at its best to transform personal tragedy into a triumph. No, I'm not privileged for believing that I can do what Viktor Frankl can do. What anyone can do, it costs no money, it costs no time, it improves your life, and it puts you in touch with one of the great figures of the 20th century of all time. We can all do this on a personal level and we can share it with others so we can lead others and help others to transform their lives. Of course, no one wants a virus, a pandemic to force the world into lockdown to cause millions of deaths and suffering beyond that. But it's happened. That's not the end of the story. If we don't change ourselves, we will be frustrated. We'll be confused. We'll be angry. We'll be ashamed. We'll be all these things. If we change ourselves, this can be a triumph. It is not a privilege to do what every human being can do. It is not a privilege to do in this situation what he did in Auschwitz. It is uniquely human. It benefits everyone. It costs nothing. Everyone can do it. All right, I think I'm restating myself over and over, but I hope you get my point. Viktor Frankl knew exactly what to do in this situation, and he did it. Oh, wait, I do have to add, Jean-Dominique Bobby, who was the diving bell in the butterfly, he had a stroke, which left him ultimately with only one muscle in his body that he could voluntarily control, his left eyelid. And he wrote a book that became a bestseller, that became a movie, that became a big cultural movie. No one wants that to happen to them, but that doesn't mean that you have to give up. It doesn't mean that you, if you simply lament, I don't have what I used to have, yeah, life is going to be pretty rough. Another big role model for me, Mark Zupan. He was the kind of star in a movie called Murderball, which was about wheelchair rugby. He was a great athlete, destined to be even greater. 
And there was a drunk driving accident that was not his fault at all. He was asleep in... Anyway, he woke up with somewhat paralyzed in all four limbs from the neck down, quadriplegic. And he lived a... I believe he stated himself he lived a better life afterward. After he accepted the situation and realized he could do something about it, instead of fighting it, realizing this is a situation I cannot change. And he did things like rock climbing, going to the White House, starring in a movie that was Oscar-nominated. Not starring, but he was a subject of a movie that was Oscar-starring. And competing in the Olympics, uh, the Paralympics, at a higher level of competition than he had before the accident, representing his nation, not just himself, but his nation, and I believe winning a gold medal. These are people just like you and me. We can do what they did. We can call this a tragedy. We can also turn it into triumph. All right, I'm repeating myself. I, if you want me to come up with more and more examples, I can come up with more and more examples of people who did things like this. We don't need to suffer personally to do that. I mean, here you could say we are, and we could do something about that. But actually, you don't need to have something hurting you to improve your life in this way, to change how you view things, to change your view on the world, to change yourself. It's all there. Come to think of it, my course, Leadership Step by Step, and the book covers exactly this. This is what Unit 3 is about, how to change your beliefs, change your environment's beliefs and behaviors to create the emotional response, to create the meaning that you want, step by step. So I guess... I'll put a link to my book, and come to think of it, there are three videos that I made that I give to my students to watch and the book refers to that describe how to look at your mental models, how to change them, how to change your beliefs and behavior so that when you can't change something, what you can change, what it means to change yourself, to create the meaning, to create a triumph out of whatever situation that you're in. So I'll put the links to those three videos. They're old. I've improved. Audio quality isn't so great, but the content, I think, is great. So I'll put the link to my book, Leadership Step-by-Step, which has exercises to do exactly this step-by-step. And I'll put a link to those videos, also the core parts of the book relevant to this. That isn't what I was thinking of when I started doing this recording, but it's exactly what I believe Viktor Frankl was calling for. It's very similar to cognitive behavioral therapy, except you don't need some advanced degree to do it. Anyone can do it. So I'll put those links there. You can create triumph from tragedy.